Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast aimed at intermediate to advanced level English learners. What is the lowest wage a company should be able to pay someone? This is not an easy question to answer. Higher wages might help workers, but hurt companies, while low wages will hurt those workers, but maybe help businesses. Should we have a minimum wage? And if so, what should that minimum wage be? This episode of Thinking in English will look at the history of minimum wages and then investigate a few arguments for and against them. But first, why not follow the Thinking in English Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, or the link is in the description. And you definitely should look at our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, for all transcripts and bonus content. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. Legally. Legally. This adverb means as stated by the law. For example, children under 16 are not legally allowed to buy cigarettes in the UK. Poverty. Poverty. Poverty is the condition of being extremely poor. For instance, two million people in that city live in poverty. Entitle. Entitle. To give someone the right to do or have something. For instance, being unemployed entitles you to government support. To spur. To spur. This means to encourage an activity or development or make it happen faster. For example, a huge new factory spurred economic growth in the entire region. Necessity. Necessity. Something that you need, especially in order to live. Eating is a biological necessity. Devastating. Devastating. If something is devastating, it causes a lot of damage or destruction. For example, the missile strike was devastating. The target was totally destroyed. Market. Market. The business or activity of buying and selling a particular product or service. Many companies are waiting to enter the Chinese market. And finally, to exploit. To exploit. To use someone or something unfairly for your own advantage. For instance, laws exist to stop companies exploiting their employees.
Over the last few weeks, many of the news publications I regularly read and watch have been focusing on the debate over minimum wages. This debate has been in the news recently because there have been many attempts to raise the national minimum wage of the USA. While some people argue that raising the minimum wage will be harmful to small businesses, many others believe that workers deserve more money for their work. This debate is not just a debate in the USA, but all over the world. How much money should you be paid for your work? And what is the lowest amount anyone should be paid? So, what is a minimum wage? Well, in a nutshell, the minimum wage is the lowest amount of money a person is legally able to be paid. They are designed to make sure that employees earn enough money to support their basic needs, such as food and accommodation. Before minimum wages, working people were commonly paid extremely low wages, which left many living in poverty and struggling to survive. The first minimum wages were introduced in New Zealand and Australia over 120 years ago in the 1890s. At this time, wages had to be enough for a man, his wife and two children to live in frugal comfort. At the beginning of the 20th century, this debate was one of the major political topics in the United Kingdom. At that time, the UK probably had the world's most developed industrial economy, with hundreds of thousands working in low-paid and dangerous labouring jobs. In the USA, Massachusetts was the first state to introduce a statewide minimum wage in 1912, with President Franklin D. Roosevelt including a national minimum wage as part of his reforms in the 1930s. So, by the end of the 20th centuries, most countries have introduced some kind of minimum wage or collective bargaining agreement. That might sound confusing, but collective bargaining agreements, they're not national laws, but agreements between workers' organisations like trade unions and companies to set minimum wages. So rather than a national law, it's an agreement between workers and companies. Minimum wages are normally not the same all over an entire country or an entire population. For instance, it might vary depending on the city you live in or your age. The Swiss city of Geneva currently has the world's highest minimum wage of 23 Swiss francs an hour, which is about 25 US dollars an hour. If you remember from an earlier episode of Thinking in English, Geneva is one of the most expensive cities to live in. My country, the UK, has a range of minimum wages, varying from £4.50 for people under 18 to £8.72 for people 25 or older. In the USA, however, the national minimum wage is only $7.25 an hour, which is almost half that of the UK. 
while some employees in the USA, such as restaurant staff, are not even entitled to the minimum wage. Although there are higher minimum wages in certain states, many US states follow the national level. So over the last few years, there have been more and more calls for this to be increased to $15 an hour. And even last month, and earlier this month as well, US politicians, especially from the Democratic Party, have been trying to force through a $15 minimum wage uh, in Congress. They have so far been unsuccessful. The rest of this podcast will look at some of the key arguments for and against increasing minimum wages. Like previous debate episodes, I want you to try and think in English. Listen to the two sides of the argument I present, and then decide what you agree with. Thinking is such an important skill for language learners to develop. So, one of the key arguments made by opponents to higher minimum wages is that increasing the minimum wage would force businesses to fire employees and thus raise unemployment levels. As wages would be higher, it will cost more for businesses to keep low-wage employees. In fact, the United States Congressional Budget Office has projected that a minimum wage increase from $7.25 an hour to $10.10 an hour would result in a loss of 500,000 jobs. Obviously, if you have to pay your minimum wage workers twice as much, some companies will hire twice as few employees. On the other hand, economists Dukuliagos and Stanley reviewed 64 different minimum wage studies and found little to no evidence of a negative association between minimum wages and employment. Basically, in all of the studies they reviewed, minimum wages don't seem to negatively affect jobs. Moreover, raising the minimum wage might actually help to spur economic growth. If people have higher wages, they will have more money to spend, and our modern economies need people to spend their money. Perhaps increasing the minimum wage would also reduce poverty. According to a 2014 Congressional Budget Office report, increasing the minimum wage in the USA to $9 would lift 300,000 people out of poverty, and an increase to $10.10 an hour would lift 900,000 people out of poverty. I'm sure you agree, that is a lot of people. Furthermore, the current US minimum wage is not high enough to allow people to afford everyday essentials. According to a 2013 poll by Oxfam America, 66% of US workers earning less than $10 an hour report that they just meet or don't even have enough to meet their basic living expenses, and 50% say that they are frequently worried about affording basic necessities such as food. A 2015 report by the Alliance for a Just Society found that an American worker supporting only himself on the minimum wage would have to work 93 hours a week in order to survive. 
In California, even a person earning the then state minimum wage of $9 an hour per, uh, per hour in California would need to work 92 hours a week to afford to rent a one-bedroom apartment. So higher wages would hopefully improve this situation. However, there are some economists who argue the opposite. If the minimum wage was to increase, there are concerns that employees' work hours would decrease and the price of food and accommodation could increase. Most low-wage workers are employed in retail and food industries. If restaurants and coffee shops, supermarkets and other stores have to pay far higher wages, the cost of their products may also increase. If you remember earlier, I mentioned Geneva has the highest minimum wage in the world. But Geneva is also one of the most expensive cities in the world. This high minimum wage goes alongside an expensive city. Young people may also find it harder to get jobs if wages were higher. In Western countries, 16 to 24-year-olds make up around half of all minimum wage earners. Economics professor Matthew Rousseau wrote in a 2014 article that minimum wage raises will have a devastating impact on teenagers because companies will not want to pay many young workers with no skills or experience the minimum wage. One strong argument against minimum wages is that free market should determine wages, not the government. For many years, some economists, politicians and business owners have argued that it is the market that should decide wages. The idea is that, like the price of goods, the price of a person's labour will be reflected in the market. The American Enterprise Institute has stated that minimum wages are not based on economics, but on political decisions, and that they don't reflect uh, the industry or, and geographic variations of jobs. So when they talk about the market reflecting the wages, it's the same idea as when economists talk about the price of products. It's all to do with supply and demand economics, which I don't really have time to explain here. But essentially, the more product there are, the lower the price will be. The higher the demand something is, the higher the price will go. So depending on your job in this situation, if it's a very in-demand job, your wage will get higher. However, if there are a lot of people doing the same job and not much need for it, the wage will be lower. And with industry and geographic variations, for example, um, different industries might deserve different wages and different locations within a country will need different essentials. So my country, the UK, if you live in London, it's far more expensive than if you live in the north of Scotland. So should the minimum wage reflect the difference between living in expensive cities or relatively cheaper rural areas. However, this perspective is less and less popular recently. Prices have been increasing faster than wages, 
and companies continue to exploit their employees. Many people around the world recognise that current minimum wages are often not fair. They benefit the business owners, not workers. This market, which is supposed to make a fair wage based on supply and demand, is obviously not working for the workers' interests. In fact, the majority of Americans and the majority of people from other countries as well, um, including conservative people, believe that minimum wages should be increased. So here is today's final thought. Should we have minimum wages? And should existing minimum wages be increased? Supporters of higher minimum wages believe that the current minimum wage are often too low for anyone to live on, that a higher wage will help create jobs and grow the economy, and that a majority of people, including a slim majority of self-described conservatives, support increasing the minimum wage. Opponents say that businesses cannot afford to pay their workers more and will be forced to close, lay off workers or reduce hiring. And that increases have shown to make it more difficult for low-skilled workers with little or no work experience to find jobs. And that raising the minimum wage at the national level does not take into account regional variations. So what do you think? What is your country's minimum wage? And should it be increased? Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thinking in English. Please share with your friends, check out our social media links in the description, and send us a message. We really appreciate all of your feedback. And if you have any ideas for topics or future podcast guests or any other learning format, please let us know. And please leave me a rating. We're now on Instagram. I'm sure you've already seen it, but go there, check it out. Lots of good content about vocabulary, pronunciation, and grammar. And Instagram is a great way to contact me. Uh, it's Thinking in English Podcast on Instagram, or the link is in the description. Also, all of the transcripts of the podcast are now available on the Thinking in English blog. Um, vocabulary list, comprehension questions, and all of the articles are there for you to read. Um, that link is also in the description, so please check it out too. Thank you, and see you next time.